guys, and welcome to the Skullcast for episode 26. We have quite a few guests today. We have the regular three, and we also have Gobs and Grail joining us to discuss uh, Golden Age 2, Capture of Gold. Good evening. Hello. Yep. Hey. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, At this point, we've all seen the movie, and, uh, well, I'm trying to think of the best way we can do this, because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't, here's the thing. As I was watching this movie, I was reading, you know, I've, I've also read a lot of the reviews that were in the thread, and everyone's saying, well, I took the movie for what it was. Like, okay, well, we'll back up a little bit. I don't think it's possible, just to be perfectly honest, it's not possible for me to watch this movie as if I had no knowledge of the series, because Berserk is pretty much in my blood. Regardless of what happens on screen, I'm going to be comparing and contrasting it, but I did my best to separate that aspect of me and watch it, again, for what was on screen only. Not trying to compare what 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 could have been rather, you know. That being said, I don't think there's a lot of benefit from poking around at every single inconsi- inconsistency because it's not even those that hold oh. this movie back. You know, it's it's you don't have to you don't have to poke around. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to look too hard. Also, it's not a good basis for positivity if it's like basically. Oh well, I'd like it if I had amnesia. You right. know. <laughs> Yeah. If viewed from this exact particular lens, it's a decent movie, but no, no you know. So um, it's interesting finding fans that are just like, oh well, yeah, you know, this scene wasn't really necessary because I mean they already did some conspiracy stuff in the first movie, and then why <laughs> why do you have to have it in the second time? You know, I can see why they would cut that out. It's not necessary. I don't call these people fans personally. <laughs> I think it'd be best just to start off by giving our each of our impressions just generally, and then we're going to get into the meat of it. I think that'd be a good way to launch into stuff. Are you guys cool with that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, very, very briefly, I would rate this as poor, but not necessarily embarrassing. And here's why. Because uh, I, I see it as a big improvement over movie one in a lot of ways, but it drops the ball in, in, in so many other ways. I can't possibly rate it so-so or even good. In fact, the number of good votes in that poll really baffles me. Uh, I just don't see how it's even like possible by definition. I, I, I know we're fight we're, scenes, awesome. I know a review is always they weren't. I know a review is always a you know personal opinion and all that, but there, there's just so much just fucked about this movie in general that I, especially as part of a trilogy. But I, I can't see how anybody would rate this as good. I, I, at best, it's poor. But uh, again, I didn't think it was embarrassing necessarily. Um, mm. So anybody else? Uh, yeah, let me jump in. I'm just chomping at the bit here. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna disagree with you. I actually thought the first movie was better. Wow. So if you heard that first podcast, yeah. then you know, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I. I you know, I kind of agree with you that it wasn't embarrassing the whole time, but it was definitely punctuated by some pretty big moments of embarrassment, like worse than the first movie. Like, and just my, I guess if you just want a general impression at this point, I, I came away thinking, like, what was the point of this? Because, like, as a Berserk fan, it's, you know, there's, like, the, the only point I could find for it, like, how I would sell this as a positive, like, how if I was in the frame of mind where it's like, oh, I have to like this because I'm a Berserk fan, is that it's, like, Berserk in HD. Yeah. Because it doesn't, it doesn't offer anything else. Like, it doesn't, it, it cuts everything out, and it's, like, watching scenes that are, like, 
at you know, I understand like why certain things were cut and not, and how they tried to put it together. But there's so much material cut that it can't help but feel arbitrary. Mm-hmm. And then it's just you're watching random scenes spliced together, and even they're not true. And it's like, well, yeah, it's, it just comes away. I feel like, what is the point? I'm not even like mad. It's not like, oh, this is a so terrible. It's an insult. It's just that it's like, well, what was the point of this? It doesn't really add anything. It doesn't really. Yeah, I mean, it, all it is is like if you're like. A technical person, it's like, you'd be excited because, hey, I can buy the Blu-ray of this and see Berserk in HD. I mean, it's just the, the Berserk part is what's arguable. Since you since you brought up that question about what's the point, I, I did want to ask, you know, like, I, I came to the same conclusion. And I, I was actually chatting with Gobbs as I finished the movie. And I asked him, I was like, what was the point of this? What Who was this for? Because it wasn't for fans. Because right. fans will be disappointed with, by what was cut because they don't know what, what, what could have been. And newcomers are going to be thoroughly confused by the decisions people reach in this movie and in what's going to come in the third movie. It's just going to be a complete clusterfuck. So who was this series designed for? I still don't know who uh, the target audience was. They they started this whole thing saying that, oh, this is – we're going to be respectful to the manga and be, like, super faithful to it, right? A faithful adaptation, yes. <laughs> And I mean, I was actually asking, will newcomers who know nothing about Berserk, if they, you know, people who haven't seen the TV series or read the manga, I I really wonder what they're going to think. And I think Walter was saying that um, basically when the eclipse happens, they're not going to give a fuck about any of these like random background characters because we get no, no character development. Yeah. That, yeah, that really literally sucks. character development is like sort of the first thing that gets lopped off for any like cut like where it's like oh a lengthy flashback or conversation about characters that's gone you know next on to the next battle scene and it's like what's everyone's motivation well you know basic feelings <laughs> you know like they're hurt or they're mad or they're sad any and that's about as deep any meaningful conversation that happens between characters is is cut what we have is Guts brooding over the one conversation on the stairway, which, again, we've talked about. is a very influential scene for Guts' character, but there's more to what happens in the yeah. Golden Age than that one yeah. thing. And, you know? and it's almost like that's overemphasized because yeah. it's not so much more important than some of the other factors that it should be the only thing right. that's uh, you know emphasized. And uh, coming back to who this is for, like I, I don't know, just the way it was done, is like it feels like this is like for androids or something i mean it's just it made me think of a new term fan droids or the people that would be like oh i liked this you know because they're just programmed like you know yeah i like it no matter what and uh, i think for somebody to enjoy this they have to have like zero knowledge of berserk and zero knowledge about animation in general because i I really do think that the cg and uh the hand-drawn animation kind of looks kind of shitty i don't know grail what do you think that was the cell right i'm just taking it for what it is i'm gonna pretend i don't know anything else and (laughs) in my ignorance i will enjoy it will be blissful yeah Yeah. it's pretty rough but yeah visually speaking you can't even get that much out of it because again the cg kind of makes everything fall over it looked i i have a lot i have several instances of my notes where i say it it basically looks like one of those lego games like it's like a lego lego berserk you know game right here yeah exactly it's it's a real shame speaking of animation now that we're on there um 
one of the, one of the members had said that all the animations were expressive and expressed character personality. Yeah, like what that. a lot of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah. I knew it was bullshit before I even seeing the movie, but man, it's not. You know, it's just I was, ridiculous. I was willing to listen to that perspective until maybe. Three Eleven minute, minutes in, three, when three, God's face went super gross. Three minutes in, it's like uh, very one of the very first scenes. Like Casca does a backflip after she's evading Adon's attack, and yeah. like the weight doesn't distribute properly. It looks like she just like clunk clunk. It's just like what the hell just happened there? Uh, the, all the movements are all the even even facial movements aren't fluid. They're all they're not realistic. They look not lifelike. Uh, there's all this problems with. Basically, it creates an uncanny valley because they're tr- they're trying to do fluid animation, but it looks really, really fake, and so it make it draws attention to itself by, by because of all the extra frames they're using. You know, Mira, one of his comments uh, was that the faces look better or something like that when he was reviewing movie two, and uh, I, I guess yeah, they do the. During the CG <laughs> animations, I, I did notice that they were a lot more expressive instead I of like just like kind that's of like. way of saying how shitty it looked in the first place, and that's like the only yeah. nice thing you can say. Well, it looked look a bit better, but yeah. yeah. Go ahead. It was. Uh, it, it looked a little bit less like a, a video game in the very beginning, but like, you know, I, I was watching it, and anytime that there was hand-drawn animation, I, I couldn't help but think to myself, like, oh, cool, this cutscene's pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, I, there were, you know, the visuals, again, I'm not super bothered by the visual style, personally, but there's a lot of problems with the way they attempt to animate things. Uh, the, the biggest problem I found on one of the opening scenes was background characters, the way they use extras. Uh, during the big, you know, first big fight on the battlefield, uh, of course, the main actions happen between Guts, Casca, and Adon. But if you look at, if you just focus in on any one of those individual background characters, there are characters on horseback standing still, poking each other with javelins. That's all that's happening. Basically, yeah, that's not how people on horseback fight. It's just stationary people. It reminded me of if you watched Braveheart, the first big fight scene. As the first big fight scene comes to a close, watch those extras. They're kind of just, like, pushing each other around. Like, even on the opposite sides, the extras were like, oh, cameras are stopping rolling. Let's just keep on fighting. That's the sense, like, from a lot of the extras here. They're just like, oh, the cameras stopped rolling. Let's just fuck around, you know? I gotta ask, what do you prefer? Do you prefer, like, people, like, CG characters poking each other with javelins or, like, really cool, stylistic, still paintings? Uh, If I had the choice, I would choose the one that could at least have some kind of believability, I guess. Uh... Still would I mean I, I can I can buy that it's an animation. Don't worry about it as long as it looks good, you know. Yeah. Cause I, I don't know. Um, I shouldn't you shouldn't have to come down to that though. I mean, it, they, you know, they should just make it so it doesn't look so unrealistic. Yeah. Anyway, well, we still haven't gotten around the roundtable yet. Um, Azil, what's your rating for this? Yeah, I agree with Griffiths. I would rate it uh, lower than the first movie, actually. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess in some parts, it's true the faces are better. Uh, yeah, we, we see some nice, I guess, warfare, you know, during uh, the intro to Doldry. But uh, yeah, overall, it was pretty disappointing, mostly because they've explored every scene of meaningful content, you know? <laughs> I was I was watching it, like, <clears throat> for example, the scene with Guts and Casca in the cave. You know, I kept wondering, they've removed so much, what's the point? You know, it's just like Griff's Sector. What's the point? What, what's this for? I mean, they, they keep it in, but it's just, it's removed of every death it might have had. 
every meaning. So it's completely meaningless. And uh, I think that's what, yeah, that applies to the movie itself. It's just meaningless. So, yeah, to, to go back to what you were saying earlier about who is this for, I think, honestly, it's for the people who saw the TV series uh, 10 years ago and haven't kept up with Berserk since. So that was their experience, and now they're seeing it in HD on the, at the theater, you know, and, and that's it. Even they'd be disappointed, like, you know, like, hey, they cut out all my favorite scenes, you know. So yeah, well, like, yeah, pretty much. He's for people who say, oh, yeah, I, wasn't there some guys there doing something? Oh, well, I guess not. But, yeah, that's about it. It's you almost think that giving this thing too much credit. Like, the way, you know, we're, like, nitpicking the visuals and the battle. I mean, not nitpicking, but pointing out what's wrong with it. But, I mean, because it's, like... This thing isn't just, like, sort of a neutered version of Berserk. This isn't, like, an adapted, we had to make some tough cuts. This is, like, a dismembered, no arms and legs Berserk. You know, and yeah. I think it might have cut the head off, too. And it's just, yeah. that's, that's what it comes down to. It's like, this is so broken that, like, it doesn't work as an adaptation or as a standalone. Like, no one's, nothing makes sense one scene to another. I yeah. mean, just, except in the basic sense of, you know... Hey, they won this battle and now they're heroes in the town. That's like the only like thread that survives. The most basic plot elements like that. You, you know, I, I remember saying for the first movies, I, I didn't think newcomers to the series could understand what was going on, and I think so more so than ever. You know, honestly, people following this from movie one to movie two, I think they, they must have no no understanding of what's going on. Very basic, you know, uh, relationship between characters that aren't true to what they were before. And yeah, like you said, it's so, so much changes. It's not just a matter of adapting or not. It, yeah, sure, it's broken as an adaptation, but that's not the point. It's broken as a movie itself, a standard movie, no matter how you look at it. And I'm pretty sure the third movie will be, you know, as big a disappointment. Honestly, huh? <laughs> I can't... I mean, you guys better not, you know, get excited about, you know, movie three because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a fucking mess. <laughs> this trilogy itself is a mess. It's already a mess. I, right, this one, the eclipse is going to be ten minutes long because that's like <laughs> the typical adaptation length for any scene. <laughs> yeah, at most. I, I don't. I, coming back to comparing it to movie one, I think this is a much more watchable movie than movie one ever was. It doesn't do as many really jarring cuts where the only linking thread is they fade out and it fade in. You know, that well, was the biggest problem I had with the watching movie one is it just yeah, felt true. broken. Whereas this, what? you know, narratively sort of makes sense and is more, it yeah. flows better. But I agree, it, uh, the, the decisions characters make and then uh, all the emotional interaction between characters is just shot in the face early on, obviously. It's so. simplified because, like like you said, like it's it's simplified and makes more sense for it, but it's just because they cut out even more. Like, in the first movie, it was sort of like they were trying to serve two masters, and it's like it was just so jam-packed. And, like, they tried to fit in so many little touches that it just, you know, nothing... Like, we, I think the word we used was... Uh, they were going through the motions. Or Actually, I wrote that down for this one. Like, certain scenes were just happening. They were going through the motions. Perfunctory. Like, in the last movie, they would just have... They would touch base on something in a perfunctory manner. And in this one, they sort of got over that. And it felt like, well, we're just going to cut it all together. And, mm -hmm. yeah, well, that's how I felt this one. It, it, as a movie, worked a little bit better. While, like we're, while we're on that subject, I think that's a good point of transition here. We've gone around the round table. What were some of the cuts that bothered you guys the most? What's like If, if you had to pick one or two... Because obviously, we could spend all day about what's changed, but... Like, what's a fundamental thing you thought was really truly missing from this that would have made it better? I, I think, think... Just... we need to list. Sorry, Aziel, I couldn't hear you. What was that? 
No, I was saying there's there's too many to list. I think honestly, I can't even you know you know point out one in particular. I mean, the bonfire of dreams. <laughs> Everywhere, I mean, everything. There was a stand- wait. As you're wrong, they they adapted that scene in the uh, during the ball. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We we didn't miss anything. I I take that back. That scene actually that that scene actually doesn't touch on anything the bonfire dream said. No, not really. It's if the guts is leaving. Like Yeah. It's, yeah, it's pretty much just that. Oh yeah, Basically, if if two characters talk to each other in two different scenes or three, you can just cut it all into one scene, even if the conversations are completely different, you know. Yeah, there's so many things missing anyway. Honestly, I probably make a post, you know, you know, with everything. It's just it's not appropriate for an oral conversation because it's so long. Okay. Well, the first big one that jumps out to me was, and I have it in my notes, is what the fuck flashback with the uh, with the question marks because they cut out <laughs> Griffith's entire backstory and Casca's backstory by extension, yeah. except for that you know sort of the they all they got in was you know her attack, which I like the added violence for no reason. To punched that. in the face. Yeah, she's getting punched <laughs> in the face, and then and also the added gratuitous like nudity too in violence and the only thing i liked about that was that they had the, it had this weird like little spaghetti western vibe to the music <laughs> and like griffith riding up on his horse but but that was that was all we got for their character development and it wasn't even you know we didn't even get any of like the depth of it i mean it was just sort of like here's another sort of moment of action that happened sometime but the action is more badass, you know. Griffith throws his sword like a javelin and just cuts the guy's ear off, you know, from a distance. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, hey, wait a minute. Faithfulness alert. They The ear was cut off instead of his cheek, like in the last anime. So it was all worth it. Oh, yeah. I'm glad, right. they, uh, I'm glad they did this to get that right. <laughs> I would have to pick Bonfire of Dreams, personally. I mean... That's a critical element that ties in a lot of the themes oh, of this of the yes. series early on, uh, and it also you know it's where, it's where Guts says you know he's he can't be uh, trampled by this dream anymore, and it's a big deal. Uh, I don't know why they would choose to remove such a critical scene. It wouldn't even be that difficult to do. It, would, it could even be really quick, but instead they just tossed it out. But and yeah, that's, that that's scene is that would be like essentially cutting out the scene where he hears Griffith, you know, mentioning what a true friend is to him and how guts isn't it, because that's the the partner to that scene. That's guts, you know. Eventually, that's his decision that he comes to. Right. Yeah. And it just doesn't make sense to have to emphasize one so much and then not even have the other. I mean, I'd rather they just you know mention the that scene once and show that it affected guts, and then also include that scene. You know, take all the times where they touched back on that take those valuable seconds and try to do at least some adaptation of the bonfire dream. You know, I also have a problem with the way they've done away with that. Is that, for example, when Guts is fighting, you know, during the 100-man battle... And Griffith shows remin- up? Yeah, he's reminiscing about Griffiths, you know, saying such and such. And, you know, it just... It's just not appropriate. At that point, and Guts actually says that after in the movie, he's saying, like, he's losing, you know, his train of thought. He's just, you know, focusing on fighting and... He- can just hear his heartbeat, you know. It's a point where we see Gus' character as a fighter, a pure fighter. You know, he told Casca to go away, and he's just remaining behind to fight. But no, actually, he's like, oh yeah, Griffith said like that to me, and we see him. You know, he's stumbling like a drunk. You know, oh, it's like he's almost done, yeah, done for. Yeah. He remind, he remembers Griffith, and then 
he's all pissed off and he starts fighting again. Oh, no matter. He's just got one arm. No problem. He can just, you know, kill everybody. He uses a guy as a shield, you know, from the He just the has to spin around sword. with his sword and they all fly to pieces. Yeah. So, you know, they not only, you know, took it away. They tried to jam it in some other scenes and it just doesn't make sense. And it actually ruins the scenes they kept and tried to, you know, improve or whatever. Yeah, that was- and... That was my least favorite addition to this entire movie, was them trying to process Guts' motivations in that fight in a different way. Because it's actually a really cool scene, the way it's originally done. He's coming yeah. into, like, as he's chopping these guys away, he's wondering why he's still here, why he's yeah. still absorbed in the battle. And it's actually, it's, it's a part of his development and, and part of why he makes the decision he does to, to train uh, by himself away from the Falcons. It's a big, it's a, it's a neat little moment, but instead they make Guts this little angsty little bitch basically whining over Griffith's decision. That's not where his head is in this fight in the series. They, yeah. they, they, they made it that way retroactively to, yeah. I don't know why, but it's gross. That's actually a big part of uh, why I hate these movies. I mean, I wouldn't say hate, but I, I guess I'm not a fan of is because they, you know, lamify every character. Like every character is made lamer than, you know, he or she is in the manga. You know, it includes Casca, Griffiths, Boscon, Guts, Adon, anybody, you name it, they are made lamer in the anime. And I, I, I don't, I just don't know why. Even 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 Genin, even Genin was made more lame. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know why Genin was the bad guy? Because because he's a homo. That that's yeah. basically what it came yeah. down to. That's basically yeah. how they simplified it. It was like, thanks, that's brilliant. You well, know? they, they oh. even made him more effeminate. Actually, you right, know, in, right. in order to jam into point, yeah, he wasn't yeah, like that. He yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, he's got his little, you know, with his finger, but oh his hair. With clones that he has. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, well, oh, yeah. While we're on that, that really, what the fuck? Okay, I, I get that if you're not going to explain the backstory with Griffith and Genin, they have to somewhat imply it. But to give, to draw a character that looks pretty much like Griffith at the bathhouse, that's going to, imagine being a new reader. You're going to, you're going to draw a different meaning from that. You're going to draw, oh my god, was Griffith raised here? Is that one of his brothers or something? <laughs> yeah. Was there some kind of lineage here? I mean, that, that, you know, that's a complete curveball that's totally unnecessary. You know, what, about, what about the fucking bass? The spa, you know, there's a spa in the <laughs> and those boys. You know, you know, Ganon is supposed to be a pedophile, you know, he's supposed to be abusing those boys. But, you know, we see them drinking, having fun, kissing each other. What is this, an, an homosexual orgy? You know, Wait, I mean... In the aftermath, know, after the battle's over, they had swords in their hands and they they were killed in the battle? What? Yeah. Why does that even yeah. happen? Did the Hawks kill them, you know, or did what they the kill themselves? <laughs> it doesn't like, make any what? sense at all. They fought yeah. to put a gun, you know. <laughs> they needed an added ass shot there, you know. But, uh, really no, before we move on too far from the 70-man <laughs> duel, I know we totally jumped away from it, but some of the side effects bothered me from, like, the other cuts, not only, uh, changing Guts motivations during the fight but adding Griffith into the mix you know where he shows up with the rescue party oh, and yeah. He's there yeah, with yeah, yeah. here's my problem with that like okay here's what I wrote in my notes just on this adding Griffith like a fanfic the reactions are terrible you know he's not a mere supporting character they just sort of had him present there but they didn't yeah. have any of his char- but there was no characterization it's like he's there but you know He's yep. there, you know, just in, you know, because he's drawn there. Like, there's, you know, they don't give up, they don't give him a perspective. And, you know, it, because he doesn't have one in that scene, because he's not supposed to be there. I mean, the whole thing was just bizarre. I was like, I know they're just cutting out the bonfire dreams, and that's why they do it, but it was just, you know, totally, you know, it really threw me. How about, yeah. how about, how about Griffith's reaction to Guts after he may be dead? 
Yeah, yeah. He reacted like he was just any member of the Hawks. Yeah, it was actually, yeah he, he reacted like he smelled a fart. Like, oh, what <laughs> is this? You know, it was the it was the end of like a sitcom episode. They're, oh, oh, you know, they were all laughing and having a good time. I mean, uh Anyway, yeah. What about you guys, Gobs and Gray? Gray, I'll go ahead. Uh, well, overall, I'd say the. One really big disappointment for me that hasn't already been mentioned was uh, Zod's absence uh, during the fight with Boscone, because I thought that he would be in there due to the fact that he shows up during the first movie and maybe making a cameo appearance in the second movie would make sense, considering that's sort of the connecting thread leading up to the Eclipse. Obviously, since you know Wild isn't going to be in the third movie, uh, they should probably have something supernatural going on, but that was a really glaring absence for me, and uh, obviously the parts that you guys already mentioned. Uh, it made one, yeah. It made the death of uh, Boscone it made no sense. He threw a flag oh, at yeah. him, and then... Oh, yeah. He's ridiculous. My he God. Need guts. I mean, he didn't need Zod. He had a flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he could do everything himself. It's all good, but... Uh... That was, like, <laughs> the one instance where they made Guts actually look more impressive in that he didn't, you know, just on a technicality that he didn't need Zod's help right. to beat Boscone. But, yeah, well, again, it was like... that's It would have taken about, you know... Like literally thirty seconds, maybe of screen time to establish Zod and him in his participation there. You know, you don't even have to have what he thinks afterwards. Right. Yeah. And, you know, but I guess they needed that for extended ball and sex scenes. So. Yeah, exactly. That's that was what was a shame to me because it seems like they have such a focus on ultra super violence and ultra super sex that for some reason <laughs> they end up leaving out stuff that's, you know, that important, because especially if they're planning to do more movies after this, wouldn't it make sense to have a little bit of Zod action, because he's obviously going to be a major player, unless they plan on cutting out bits of him later on, too. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, and you, you know, uh, the thing is, it doesn't make Guts actually appear more badass that Zod doesn't intervene, because the reason Zod threw his sword in the first place is because Guts' sword broke. Because he had killed a hundred guys before, yeah. you know. Right. And, you know, in this case, you know, Guts is just thrown off his horse. Like, his sword doesn't break. He's just not good enough for Boscone. And that's not what's implied, uh, you know, originally in the manga. It's like, well, you, you know, know he takes better care of his sword in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But the thing is, yeah, as a fighter, he's made to look less proficient, you know. Like, he can't, you know, take a hit. He falls down his horse, and then he's about to be killed. Uh, you know, until a flag he... at him, you know. Yeah. Like, he has just... to, like, result to, res- resort to that. I thought that was, like, yeah, I think I wrote in my notes, basically, they make him they make him look worse, and then they, you know, then he, you know, that technically, you know, it's like, well, you didn't need Zod's help, but, I yeah, it was just weird. They also yeah. made Boscone a less capable leader here, because... Uh, you have Genin in the, in the, in the manga, you know, Genin's on the sidelines and, and behind the scenes, but it's clear that if you put him in battle, he's pretty effective. He, uh, he does a little counter assassination there, chops the guy's head off coming out of nowhere to protect Griffith. That's pretty impressive work. He should have been in there all along, in my opinion. <laughs> did yeah. you guys catch that? I, no, did everyone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy was my favorite character in the movie, the pirate, <laughs> uh, yeah. the second in command pirate man. <laughs> That was the first appearance of the boss, actually. Yeah, he's a, he's the, he's an assassin. I wrote R.I.P. when he died in my notes because, yeah. like, yeah, I like how he's just charging at Griffith, this new assassin character, and just mm-hmm. 
you know, taken out before his time. Why, why add an assassin character like that and have him charge at Griffith, and then he just gets killed and nobody notices him? Well, they needed to put him in in place of Zod. Uh, <laughs> it was showing Ginnon being super yeah. active, obviously, but it's, yeah. it was totally unnecessary because, yeah, I mean, Ginnon rubbing his hands all over Griffith's thighs kind of gets the point across at the end, you know? We get it, yeah. But uh, while we're all, while we're at useless changes and stuff, wh- why do they gotta fuck with Adon? Just leave him alone, man. Every yeah. goddamn adaptation, they gotta fuck with Adon. Why? Why? <laughs> I put in my I wrote in my notes that any any as many ways as possible that Adon can die is a good thing. So I don't mind that. <laughs> you know that he, it was a little different. So I was going to say the ways they killed him. Uh, it's not that bad, but. You know, Casca is still made, you know, lamer in the way they depict her fighting yeah. against him, you know. He, he actually breaks her sword. They she jumps just... down the raid completely. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I'm not going to go on and on about this, but, you know, the way they change the infiltration is, is pretty stupid to me, including the fact that Dordre has got a moat, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm I also, the only one. Like, I guess I'm the only one who caught that. But yes, they gave Dordre a moat, and uh, yeah, it doesn't have one. So yeah, I guess that counts as nitpicking. I must have been writing something in my notes when they showed them. <laughs> I definitely would have seen it. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, what I noticed there is that actually the fight between Guts and Bosco, and just speaking again about the visuals, I thought it looked good. I thought, you know, that was, like, definitely the A role of, like, animation or footage that they were going for. And then when you'd see Casca uh, fighting Adon, and, like, she'd be coming down the stairs, and it looked bad. And it was just you clearly sort of, you know, the B-grade, you know, what they were doing there. And just, I don't know, it was just, uh, the level of quality was very inconsistent. <laughs> To, to say the least, I'm sorry, I'm sort of, like, retarding our discussion by going back to something like that, but still, <laughs> something I noticed. That's fine. The only, moving ahead in my notes, uh, just kind of talking about the progression of the movie, I had a big chunk about the ball, uh, which was where this whole movie bottomed out to me. Like, leading up to Doldry, I actually wrote down, I actually sort of enjoyed Doldry overall. I thought it was fine. Uh, some of the way the cinematic stuff was pretty cool to me, uh, but... Overall, we already discussed all the failings of it, but the balls where I, I don't have a single good thing to say about this entire sequence. <laughs> you didn't like Serpico and uh, Farnese? That, that's, that's one thing, but I mean, like, the, I, everything about it. I mean, like, the, some of the things I wrote down were, you know, Griffith gets his knighthood and is, becomes the big general, and he looks over at Guts, and instead of Guts giving him a genuine, you really did a smile, he gives him a... You're wearing a stupid bow tie smile. It's like why do they why do they change his expression it's, into sarcasm? It's just like it's also it's a, they focus on that expression. It's like his face got stuck. Yeah, like, it's like ten seconds of him making that goof, that stupid face. I mean, I, I know this is a random thing to focus on, but it's just like why why he changes expression uh, anyway? Yeah, of, of course it all devolves into a big dance number, which is just oh boy. Um, <laughs> What what oh, yeah. what the what the fuck do you say to this? What, what, what I like parts of the dance number. Really? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I I wrote in my notes. Glad they worked in the new dance montage, like from Return of the Jedi Special Edition. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just appreciate. Although, I appreciate that if you look at the king, they have a focus of the king in the middle of the whole number is happy Renaissance fair music's playing, and he's he, he at least has a genuine expression on his face of can you fucking believe this? Is is the look on his face throughout the whole thing? No, but uh, you, 
I will say a nice thing about it, and I think Gobbs was going to as well, is just that seeing Casca and Guts dancing, just for the sake of whimsy, while we're talking about what does this add to, you know, anything, that was just cute to see. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was yeah. Yeah. nice, you know? Just nice on its break. own, by itself, is like, you know, something random, you know, like, oh, you know, they're dancing. That's nice. Because, you know, there's, we don't get to see them have very nice moments anymore, so. There's not many people in the band of the Falcon that should know how to dance, but, you know. <laughs> I'm uh, surprised they didn't anybody, work in a joke with someone break dancing, you know. <laughs> if anybody knows how to dance, though, I would, th- I would think Carcass probably knows how to dance the best, because he's got he's got to work the hardest to get women in bed. So I pr- figure he probably has like, a lot of practice at big dances like that. I would guess judo <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just because he's good at things. So, uh, yeah, um, I guess we're moving on to the aftermath of all this crap, which was, you know, <laughs> fucking A, the battle. Uh, the well, also on the ball, no assassination, as we sort of... Uh, sure, sure. I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I, but they added a new homeless guy when Guts was leaving uh, Yeah, town. what was that? You know, they spent, you know, what, 15 seconds on this? That's 50 seconds, you know, less spent on actually things that matter, you know? Well, they they change a lot. I mean, if we're gonna bring up changes, it's like the whole thing happens in one night. Uh, you know, they come into town and then Guts leaves that night is basically the way the sequence of events. Whereas in the manga, it's happened over the course. I think it's like a month. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of processing yeah. time for that stuff to happen. Obviously, they removed the assassination completely, you know, so there's no intrigue. There's no you never get the glimpse of Griffith's dark side a little bit into burning people alive, roasting them in a tower while he looks coolly down. On the, on the ground, you know, the, all, all that stuff is lost. And also, I wrote in my you notes know. when they went to the smash cut from, like, the ball to Guts just le- just walking through town where, like, you don't even know where he's going, really, at first. I mean, you know, you, you could just be going anywhere. If, if I didn't already know what was happening, no. and I, that's where I just wrote, going through the motions. Like well, he, hasn't, he has not announced his intent either to anyone in the Falcons or the audience, even. What you get is him looking sidelong at the Falcons emblem, you know, but he, uh, during the doldry. As if he's looking like, like longingly, but he never announces his intent to leave. I think he, I think he told Casca that oh, you know, yeah. he doesn't tell her expressly that he's leaving. Yeah. She's a, uh, she had to deduce it from her his uh, cryptic right ramblings yeah. on the balcony. You know, and just going back to the ball a little bit. You know, uh, a few things. I mean, it's a, it's a fucking mess. But you know, the princess actually goes down to talk to Griffiths. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, she's almost dancing with him, and the king doesn't seem to give a shit, alright? So right. that's a pretty big change, you know, compared to what's really going on, at least in the manga, you know, where she's not supposed to be even talking to him. Right. And, uh, yeah, and so Casca sees this, and she's jealous, and that's when Guts goes, you know, and, uh, proposes her to dance, so, yeah, even though that was cute and all, it's, it's a pretty big change, you know, from, uh, the characterizations yeah. they all, all get in the manga. I mean, I didn't want to to bring this up too much, but that really changed, really, really changed the characters, their motivations, their mindset, all of them. And uh, yeah, I mean, at some point, it's just it's just not Berserk anymore, you know. When you change so much, you know, like that, I mean, the, the characters look like each other and they do the same stuff, but when it's not for the same reasons and you know, it, it doesn't have the same result and all. I mean, just it's not the same anymore. Mm. And- Adding that dance scene, just from a like a tone standpoint, they have that dance scene, and then smash cut to Guts walking alone in the you know in the snow. It it makes no sense. Like it's weird that you would add that and then also cut all these other things to make 
a series of events that put together there's no organic feeling that you know why this is happening it doesn't make any sense i mean it just it's happening because it's supposed to but they didn't put in why it was supposed to yeah yeah so the duel uh was was go ahead sorry I know, I was just uh, filling the sounds with, what a shitty movie. But uh, <laughs> I'd have to say, if I could characterize this movie, this series in any way, it feels like a, a movified version of the back covers of the Dark Horse Berserk uh, volumes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's well put, actually. Because that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to sum it up in the most appealing way possible, which they think is with sex and violence. And yeah, it's a, it's a bloody manga battery ram. Look out, Grandma! <laughs> yeah, I noticed that they they amped up the violence and sex on a couple of scenes. They, oh yeah. Well, we can we can get to uh, Griffith and Charlotte in a couple <laughs> moments, but well, yeah, well, I, 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 I wanted to the... go on. Oh, well, I was going to say the duel reminded me because they have that shot of guts and Griffith, you know, facing each other. And it made me remember when we saw that shot of him with the wrong outfit on. And I wrote down in my notes, remember when we were worried about the clothes being wrong? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and the subsequent debate about what made a good adaptation, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, how, you know, how, how moot does that feel now? <laughs> like at this point, where, you know, times. Yeah. What, when you say, uh, yeah, they, you know, Exaggerated uh, sex scenes and the nudity and such. Yeah, it's true, of course. I mean, I remember when the thread, uh, some people said, yeah, some women have sensitive boobs and such and whatnot. <laughs> it might be to add realism. Maybe she's, she's on a period or something. You know, that's just bullshit. They are just, you know, doing it to, you know, titiate the male viewers, the basic <laughs> male viewer. But yeah, anyways, they exaggerate everything in the, in the movie and beat, uh, like, you know, when Guts and Griffith drinks the duel, they, they slash and, you know, it, like, there's a shockwave of oh. No, raising up, but also even in very simple things, like for example, you see a backdrop of uh, Windham just before the duel, and you see how many you know defensive walls it has, and you know like in, in the manga it has you know you know three or four, you know it's reasonable, but you know you see in the movie it's got like you know eight of them. It's just you know it, it, it doesn't make doesn't make any sense. It's got walls, you know, protecting a forest. You know, there's, there's just trees there. You know, it doesn't make any sense. I wonder who, you know, I wonder who you know drew this thing. But at some point, you have to sink a little, you know. Yeah, they hired that medieval warfare expert. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah I know no one's yeah. getting into this town. But uh, it'd be funny if you know he's what? the one that fucked the whole movie up. <laughs> You know what was interesting it. after the the duel that that you know the exaggerated you know amped up duel is you know where we get to see like that single hair on Griffith's head get cut in oh, half you know yeah. you know oh. this hyper reality is that there's an instant flashback right after where we see it again like where you know we see it in slow motion with the sword breaking. replay yeah. yeah from Griffith's point of view we get an instant <laughs> replay I'm like really this is already like nostalgic like, all, all that's missing is like the NFL commentator like John Madden yeah. coming in like and here's yeah, where he know, does it no yeah, yeah we see like it's, uh, he draws like a yellow circle around where the sword breaks <laughs> 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 oh I would watch that version of this movie that might be yeah. more entertaining actually whoa what a hit <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should all just do. We should all just like get together and do like a riff tracks on like these movies, and it it's just going to be like a clusterfuck of just us screaming 
killing each other out of mercy and, and rage. <laughs> that might be worthwhile, yeah. Uh, and then I also wrote in my notes, blow. Yeah. of Guts, huge exhale afterwards. <laughs> Oh, I just ended I, a friendship. I wish, I wish it just sounded Hope this that. doesn't blow up in my face in any way. Yeah, seriously. Actually, you know, I, I kind of feel bad that uh, Derek uh, didn't come. Did, did he like the second movie? I forget. He said yeah, he watched he like the first talk. ten minutes of it and he liked what he saw, he said, but he's going to save it for later. Um, I kind of feel bad that we don't have somebody who actually enjoyed this movie on to to get beat the like shit out of by us. He's going to enjoy the movie, by the way. Like, just, <laughs> we, we already say, we've established that, even though he hasn't seen it and waited. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I mean, this this podcast may be a little one sided, but but I think that's uh, you the know, right side. The right side. Derek, Derek is a very kind and forgiving sort of guy. I think so. Well, I didn't. I didn't structure well, I'm, I'm, that. I'm, I'm saying I sent out invites. I said anybody who wants to come on the show can can talk on it. But um, I mean, the thing is, it's happening in the thread as well in the review thread. You know, you're seeing an exorbitant number of good reviews, but no one's really posting the good reviews. Like, but this could have been like actually two written. But the overwhelming majority of the actual reviews that it's written is pretty critical of it. But those aren't people that are speaking up. So. Well, that's the thing. The only way to have a good review is by the absence of a review. Like, you kind of yeah. have to, like, you know, like, plead no contest to liking this movie. Like, you know, why do you like it? Uh, you know, it's in HD. It's yeah. got 5.1 surround sound, you know? <laughs> no, it's like... Those, those, those are, are the, those are the people like who knew they would like it before even seeing it. You know, you know the, yeah, that's thing. the thing. You know, and if you said like to someone, "Hey, these are my favorite movies. This is my berserk. This is my favorite series." If you showed this to a real person, if you showed this to a grown-up, you know, and they just watched it cold, knowing nothing about berserk, they think it was terrible, and that you were terrible, and that berserk yeah. was terrible. I mean, that's yeah. there, there'd be no other conclusion they could come to, or that at least they'd be like, "Well, why is this?" your favorite you know what it, what's so special about this actually, oh yeah there's this really cool scene oh it's not in this movie you have to read the manga <laughs> actually I'm, I'm i'm 31 years old i have a child i felt embarrassed while watching this movie exactly like, like as, I, as i was watching it my wife was passing by i'm like oh, i hope she doesn't watch me watching this, this i hope she doesn't see this scene i'm looking at <laughs> i had that moment too <laughs> You're, oh. you're, you're, it, it is. It's embarrassing. Crying. If you showed this to someone and said, "Hey, this is my favorite series," I go on. A, I, I've got nine thousand posts on a website yeah. dedicated to this, and they saw it. It would be embarrassing. Yeah. Hey, the thing is, Walter, I've never, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I said, Walter, uh, but when you when you introduce your kid to Berserk, wouldn't you want to show him these movies? <laughs> he's not going to know these exist. Similar to how he's not going to know episodes one through three exist. They just don't exist. Uh, there's just four, th- four through six. If, if Walter rumor. finds these in his house, he's going to oh, yeah. confront him like with drugs. Like, what is this? You know, <laughs> I want the filth out of my house. <laughs> oh dear. The uh, the only notes to have left are Millennium Falcock and uh, why? Is All right, let's it... talk about penises. Sure. I have what? quite a few notes. Uh, why part. is the, why is the why is it portrayed as a love scene or a seduction? Yeah, it's really not. That's not the significance of the scene at all. Yeah. Like, they totally misread even the way the scene starts. It's like a, yeah. it's like sad music with Charlotte like fawning over Griffith. Like, yeah, it's not the significance of the scene at all. It's basically him forcing himself on her and her like willingly accepting it. But that's they, 
uh, they what? they started out that way, but I mean, like, well, first of all, just for comedy's sake, the makeout moment between them is like out of Tim and Eric, like the sound effects. <laughs> it was just yeah. like, what is? This? It was just like, ew. And then he gets her with his kung fu nipple grip. Yeah. And, you know, at first it's like, what is going – I'm like, what is going on here? And then, you know, she's into it, and I just wrote in my notes, no ambiguity here. Charlotte is kinky. You know, it isn't like – it's not rape anymore. Now these two yeah. are just, like, meant for each other. Yeah. And it, – it, oh, and it just de- devolves from there. You know, I, I appreciate it. I wrote, added tit-fucking, finger-banging, and pussy-eating because we, <laughs> we needed that. Yeah. While Charlotte makes gross faces. And we get uh, we see the moment of penetration basically with a yeah. genre like remix to the beat of like you know yeah. genre, <laughs> and then the bigger I mean, is swinging just... back and forth like a pendulum <laughs> randomly. Yeah, there was just so much. It was hard. Like I was noticing things like a second late because I was just so stuck on like oh my god, they just basically had the moment of him penetrating her. And that and, wait, is that gut saying goodbye over and over and over again into like a techno music like thing? <laughs> yeah, what the yeah. fuck? is going on <laughs> and he's not, he's not supposed to be enjoying himself here you know Griffith is just doing it you know he's doing it to advance his position in life and such but you know why is I, I'm sorry to say so but why is he you know hitting her out you know I mean that that's not that's just it doesn't fit you know the moment it doesn't fix the character his mentality why why just does it, why is it you know? supposed to be art porn yeah, he's just banging her like a robot, you know, staring blankly ahead, not caring, and just, you know, remembering, you know, the time he was defeated, you know, just, you know, you know, shortly before. So why, why add this in? I just don't get it. I didn't react too differently from the maid, <laughs> like looking through the keyhole to the scene. It was, <laughs> it was embarrassing. I wrote a couple of times, wow, in all caps. It's particularly for the ending, which I dubbed the Charlotte Griffith come cross, which was, you know, just fantastic. And, you know, when you see a sex scene, like, if you're watching a movie with your family and, a you know, a graphic sex scene comes oh, on, it's God. embarrassing. This was yeah. like watching it with Mira. Like, you know, I felt like he was in the room with me. I was, like, thinking of him. And, like, this is, I'm literally watching, literally and figuratively watching his work get fucked. Oh. And it's like, oh, man. Yeah, I wonder if he watched it with uh, Chica, his friend, uh, March Lion Girl. They're just sitting there like, oh, oh God. They're both embarrassed for each other. Yeah. No, and I like how they also, like, they added those scenes of Casca and, like, Rick and, like, at the bar. Oh, Casca's just... looking out the window like she could sense fucking yeah. going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. she, she smells it in the air. I'm watching the scene right now. And she's she's jealous. She wanted her nipple to get twisted halfway off. Oh, that's (laughs) terrible. Five times. Yeah, doesn't Griffith know? Griffith really goes out of the way. He really goes, swings for the fences. Doesn't he know this is like already a home run just by walking in the room? Does he really need to go the extra mile to go down south? I mean, basically. (laughs) Yeah. He loves it. Griffith, not as selfish as you might have thought. Maybe this was characterization. (laughs) Yeah. And then and then we have the scene intercut. It's really weird the way they intercut everything happening at the same time. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually wrote. Yeah. When they. Uh, oh wait. This might have been later, but. Uh, it would, uh, sorry. I'm I'm thrown through a loop. I didn't think that the Berserk Saga project was going to be the real winner of the Berserk porn contest. You know, going. You know, <laughs> yeah. like I never would have thought. But I appreciated. Were you going to mention how later on? They they cut the scenes of Griffith being tortured with the uh, the attack on the Hawks. Yep. 
I actually thought that, you know, I'm going to say something nice about the movie. I thought that in and of itself, even though there were plenty of things during those scenes that were banned, was the way they intercut it. I actually thought this is actually kind of effective. I might have been literally and, you know, punch drunk at this point after this scene (laughs) with the sex scene. But I was like, this is actually like, this is something you'd see in a credible, you know, edited sequence. (laughs) Like, bravo. Sure. I, I don't have a problem with the way they, it was just a little jarring at first, I guess, for me. But also, it's because it fall it comes after the really long, way too long sequence of guts walking away and passing puck. And I was yeah. I was already coming away from that the was, bad that taste. That was like in my Simpsons mouth. level fan service. Yeah. With that, I, I have expected puck to like twirl around and go like, "Oh, I bet I'm going to spend my future with that guy." You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should uh, uh, you should audition to do his English voice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And well, let's see. What? Oh yeah, I wrote in my notes for the torture scene because they actually have the real torturer. Hey, it's the real torturer. It was all worth it, you know. And then Berserk <laughs> Faithful Torturer Project, you know. Because oh, yeah. that's. Would you think of his? Would you think of his performance? I thought he sounded uh, like a retard. It was a little weird. It was a bit much. He was uh, he was really going into his role like an Abbott and Costello thing. Like it yeah, like it was movie. it was over the top. <laughs> It was the it was the faithful torturer, but times ten. Was, yeah, you know. Yeah, they were compensating for the last uh, last animated series on that. I didn't have any other notes, but uh, I did take a little bit just after the trailer. Like, I can't imagine the Eclipse is going to have any emotional resonance because they've eliminated any you know relevant character scenes. In, in, any scene with guts, just sitting out, hanging out with the people he actually cares about, has, has been removed. What you have is a couple scenes with him and Casca, but not nearly enough to warrant the relationship between them. You know, it's going to be a real mess. I wrote, I wrote movie three trailer, and then just you know more embarrassing sex scenes. Like yeah. cause they they already showed guts thrusting on there, and it's like really that's in the trailer. You know, him thrusting away at Casca. Okay, and it just occurred to me how ho- I mean how scared are you at this thought? The femto rape scene. Yeah, like, what are they going to do with that? Yeah, it's going to be like be 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's going it's it's to be like the last half hour of the movie. And, you know, Casca's probably going to like it. I mean, that's yeah. how they're going to do it. What if yeah. What if they have their terrible rape scene, but it's got Hirazawa music in it? New Hirazawa music. <laughs> then uh. I'm all for it. It's like <laughs> a music yeah. video. That's Just what turn- I was saying is the key to enjoying this. Just pretend it's a music video. Even though I th- think, like... Nomads, like Hill of Swords, like the music video that I edited for that. I think that had a more more emotional resonance than you know the scenes depicted in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> what are they going to do with the Queen? That's what I'm wondering. She's still alive, wandering around. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. watching the movie as <laughs> as we're talking about it. What? No, she's not going to address it. You know, the same as if we're everything else. You know, they're just you know, also just going to ignore it. No problem. Oh, she's she died of TB at some point and they're just yeah. gonna... <laughs> maybe they're gonna if they you know when they because the saga project is there's gonna be no end to the success like and the ongoing series maybe she'll be like the ruler of Midland oh yeah, yeah. it'll just be an alternate reality or she'll she be, be fighting just... against Ganishka yeah she'll right be... I, I'm just kidding this shit there's gonna be no more of it after the third movie I'm confident they're I don't know if they if they talking kept... about they they said that they're gonna do uh, um, lost lost, lost yeah mm. so and they they said five more years right five more years of berserk project so we got a lot yeah, to look forward 
I think it, 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 it all depends on the finances, though. I mean, they yeah, could... we'll see. We'll see if you know. I don't know that they're you know they're lining their pockets with gold with these movies. Yeah, I was surprised too. I didn't think they were making enough money to be able to do that, but clearly they're confident enough to make a post about it. So who knows? <laughs> Somebody's giving them money. Uh, I was wondering, like you're, we were asking before, like like who are these movies for? And I was, you know, it's kind of useless to think about what their motivations are or whatever. But like, uh, I wonder if. Maybe they said, "Oh, all this shit's already been animated before. Let's just let's just get through the Golden Age arc as fast as we can, so we can get to the new stuff that people haven't seen made into a cartoon yet." I don't know. If that was the yeah. case, they wouldn't have made it into three movies because it was originally or, going to be one movie, and they or just why not why not just do it? You know, that's the thing. This has already been animated. They could have said, "Like, go watch, you know, this other one if you want to see that, or read the, you know." Or they wouldn't even acknowledge it. Just tell them to read it, or right. yeah, don't acknowledge it at all and just say, "Hey, this is a great story," and then go right. from there. That's what true. baffles me is that they why didn't they just go for the Black Swordsman if yeah. they were going to do yeah. Berserk animation? Because I think we talked about this before at some point in the forums, yep. but oh yeah, I think many, many it times, been a much better adaptation just because. You're starting out from the beginning, and it's not like I don't know what the hell's going on. You don't have any frame and, of reference. So. Yeah, and they could have it would have given them options too, where they could have done that. You know, it, you know, however you want to look at it, that is the beginning, and then right. they could have either continued with like the rest of the Black Swordsman material that comes right. after the Golden Age, or they could have gone into that if they yeah. if they really were that desperate. So I don't. Is it- very simply, it's also a much shorter, you know, part of the story. So, yeah. you know, they wouldn't have been in a pickle to, you know, cram it all in three movies. Because, you know, they planned one movie for the entire Golden Age. You know, I can't help but, you know, <laughs> you know what the fuck were these guys thinking? Seriously? I mean, seriously? I mean, who are these guys? They, they never made a movie before? I mean, they never walked in? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it would have been much better in pretty much every way. Well, speaking of who are these guys and who's financing this, my final note was Berserk Film Partners, because I saw that in the credits, and then I just wrote KILL underneath in capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty wasted by this point. I saw my notes, Five Bears, which is supposed to be beers, I think, you know, mm. and that was when I lost count. Wow. <laughs> so, uh. I would like to make one note, though. I'm I'm happy that they decided not to make Casca's dress like a really scary pink color, like mm. in the anime. I think. So, <laughs> I don't even that remember that. I liked. Yeah. 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 You know what? I had I had positive notes throughout. Like I I when I did my notes, I was just calling it like I saw it, and I was you know like you know my first note was actually that the movie looked better. Like from that first bad scene, I said you know it had more muted colors. It didn't have that weird, unnatural green, although that came back in some of the later battles. And so, you know, this sounds like a bash fest, but it's because it's bad. There's not a lot of good things to say unless you're, you know, into HD and just wanted to have anything. <laughs> the the funny part about the visuals in this movie is that you can tell they sweat the details in a lot of aspects. For example, they yeah. have this they have this this camera lens thing going on where they're faking a camera lens shift for it blurs the background to foreground elements. If a character moves the foreground, they'll do the fake shift. So they're clearly thinking about how these things look on screen and trying to make it look like a cinematic approach. 
the gravel, the rocks rumbling when the cavalry approaches yeah. adultery. They're, they're thinking about these nuanced details, but they're leaving the actual structure of the movie and the emotional resonance of the characters to the wayside. Like, ah, hey, fuck that shit. As long as it looks good, you know? I, I just don't understand their mentality with a lot of the decisions they've made, given but the, the thing is. Yeah, they're inconsistent even in that endeavor, in that, because, like, half of it does look good, and there's certain, like, I wrote for one scene, I remember, I think it was after they fell off the waterfall, I just wrote, you know, like, I wrote that some of the backgrounds were just gorgeous mm-hmm. during those scenes, yeah. and also in the aftermath of Doldry, the scene where you see all the blood on the ground, and, like, it's a long shot, I think you can see Guts standing there, that was a beautiful, that was gorgeous looking, too, but that there'd be other shots, the, the, the ones that are, like, purely CGI, like, I think the guy when introduced to Daldry and the Rhino Knights, the guy with the yellow mustache, this fake character. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Looks like, again, he's out of Lego video games, like, you know, Lego Indiana Jones. They show him like moving around on his horse and it looks, it looks awful. And it's like, yeah. how yeah. is, how do they have this scene mixed in with these other scenes? Other than like, this was, you know, I'm seeing the limits of, you know, their budget essentially here. But it's just weird that it's you inconsistent know, that way. When, when he appeared, I thought, uh, you know, he actually resembled uh, Schnoz, you know. Schnoz wearing an armor. That's, that's pretty much it. His face maybe, is just one big maybe, goofy nose, a mustache, and two eyes. That's is it. it the guy with the beard? Uh, he's got some about? kind of... Yeah. Okay. Mustache. Yeah. You know, maybe regarding... maybe it was Schnoz. It was like Serpico and uh, Farnese appearing. It was some <laughs> fan service. Which, by the yeah. way, that I, that was successful fan service. I did appreciate seeing them at the at the ball. Why? What I didn't get is why they would be there and not know who Guts is later. It doesn't make. Talked about Farnese. <laughs> is my biggest question. They didn't have any con. They appeared without any context given to who they were, and so it was an obvious like. For fans only, but yet it added nothing to the scene. So it's just you like, you know, they're not supposed to be there anyway. That's, that's just the reason it doesn't make any sense. There, you see uh, some other priest or bishops or whatever. It just doesn't make any sense for them to be there. I mean, like I said in the thread, at this point in time, you know, at best, Farnese has just been nominated at the head of, you know, <laughs> the Hicks. So it just, you know, it's really, you know, pushing it. She would have been I would, really I would draw my comment, okay, guys? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> she, would have, she would have had to have been super young, though. I mean, the way she's yeah. portrayed in the flashback. Yeah, actually, wouldn't she have been, like, this would have been, like, when she was, like, you know... 12 or 13? down the house, you, you know, and everything. Yeah, I'm not, yeah maybe not that young, but, yeah, pretty young, like 16 or something like that, yeah. Yeah, when she yeah. was at least first getting into, like, melting people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at that you point, know, I was kind of hoping that Shirka and Flora would make an appearance at the ball too. Oh my god! Be at the ball too. Everyone's here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you know, don't don't you know count your luck, you know, too soon because they might show up, you know, in movie three, four. We know, you know, like Shirka looking at the eclipse from afar, doing a mm-hmm. As I thought, I didn't write this down in my notes. It was like too soon because it was the opening credit sequence. Oh yeah, my god! And, See, that's bad. Well, it was. I noticed most of it was recycled, and I was like, well, is it really fair to call these a movie when this is, like, a TV show? Like, when you're, you know, you've got, like, the same opening credit sequence and the, showing the characters the same way. This is, like, a, a long, you know, three-episode TV series, essentially. And also, what's funny is I was set up strangely for this, and that I came in, like, thinking, like, I was too hard on the first movie. Like, I saw the, the pre-credits flashback, where it just shows, like, random scenes out of context, and so, of course, I'm seeing those scenes, and it makes me think of the scenes in the manga, and it's like, oh, you know, it was nice that they had that in there. And, you know, this looks, it looks, it does look nice. 
you know, I had a new monitor, you know, I was enjoying the new graphics, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, I was too hard on it. So I was ready to, to, to give this thing a fair shake. You know, I want to point out something else. Uh, during the ball, it's, it's a detail, but, you know, Casca's wearing a necklace and uh, some headgear that's pretty ornamented, you know, with uh, precious stones and such. It, it, it's actually, uh, it looks better than what Charlotte is wearing. So, <laughs> so you know, in the in the manga, you see Casca wearing a dress and you know also uh, something on her neck and head. But you can tell it's uh, not you know like it doesn't have any stones in it or anything like that. But here she's got these huge ass stones and pearls in her hair and such. And you know by comparison, Charlotte is wearing something that's pretty lame. You know, so yeah, it, it, yes. it's just a, it's just a small thing, but you know it doesn't make sense. And why just? You know, okay, they just wanted to have a good time, so they, you know, made her as pretty as she could be, but it doesn't really make sense, you know. It doesn't convey things the way they're supposed to be conveyed. It was a bit well, odd, because, yeah, I didn't think Casca's dress looked as nice as it did in the manga, so I'm not sure why they bothered changing it in the first place. Yeah, they just made it look like more, you know, more expensive, but that's about yeah. it. Well, Honestly, I, I missed the fruit salad. It was the real bell of the ball there. <laughs> when they were dancing, I wanted them to play uh, Seal's Kiss from a Rose. I oh. think that would fit <laughs> for their prom dance. Now that you get raped, it's gonna suck. I'm sorry I said anything. <laughs> That pretty much sums it up, I think. Uh, long, long and uh, awkward. Scary. Yeah. Well, is there? do we have any more uh, comments? No. <laughs> no, wait. Yes, yes. <laughs> As, say something bad about the movie. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the movie sucks, yeah. Yeah, the musical track was pretty bad, as uh, evidenced by Gobs uh, right now. <laughs> so, video games... Right? That's a thing. People okay. play video games? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <sighs> the next section I had was, uh, it's kind of presumptuous, but, uh, you know, we're pretty much at the end of the generation at this point. Uh, 360, PS, PS3 successors. People expect them to be announced in the next E3, if not later on in the year. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, Microsoft will jump the gun and announce theirs prior to E3. But either way, we're pretty much at the end of this console cycle, so I was trying to think about <clears throat> which game... Uh, was my favorite amongst the whole generation. And I, I came down to three, but I wanted to hear what you guys th- felt it for For you guys. Uh, I think I've already asked Azil this, but I wanted to see if you changed your mind at all. Like, what's your game of generation, guys? Diablo well, 3, man. <laughs> I'm writing that down. Diablo 3. No. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> well, then, for me, it's Modern Warfare 2. God damn it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Sorry, yeah. that Berserk movie talk just got us all antsy in our pantsy. We're just having trouble focusing. Clearly. <laughs> all right, now go ahead and say my favorite game of this generation was Mass Effect, the original game. Mass Effect Three, you said. Mass Effect One. <laughs> Mass Effect Two. Was that what you said? <laughs> I said Mass Effect One. One. Okay. Yeah, I, I can respect that decision. Actually, Mass Effect One is that's on my top three. Um, Oh, actually, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, all my top three, uh, which are Dark Souls, Mass Effect 1, and Infinite Space, were all games that 
Azeel introduced me to or at least said, you should really play this. And whenever I, whenever I said, I don't really think so, it looks pretty stupid, he'd say, no, you should really play this. Like, he was, he hounded me to play all three of those games, and all three of them are my absolute favorites of this generation. But if I had to pick one, it'd be Dark Souls, like, without without even much hesitation. Uh, there's I no... was actually a little surprised it wasn't infinite space for Az. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm in the same, you know, van as uh, Warto. I, re- I really like uh, Infinite Space and Dark Souls. And uh, <clears throat> all three games would be my top three if I had to, you know, do a top three. But, yeah, if I had to really narrow it down to one game, it would have to be Mass Effect because I don't know if it's, uh, you know, I don't know exactly why or how, but I played that game a lot. And, uh, yeah, I was really very impressed by it at the time. You know, I think it's, uh, I wouldn't say, you know, a breakthrough in, you know, gaming or whatever but it was really a big experience to me and uh in infinite space was also really quite an experience and i really love the game uh maybe it's a fact it's a handheld game or something like that but yeah i don't know if i had to put one game ahead just without thinking it would have to be mass effect but obviously i really love uh, a river of infinite space and dark souls as well and so all three of them would be yeah they would be my five yeah, I wanted. To, I should have clarified. This is this is a, like a personal pick. This is not like industry wide, you know, uh, most influential game or anything like that. It's just your personal favorite game of, of the generation. Because at, at the end of the year, you know, and the end of the generation, you're going to see a lot of publications say, "What was the most influential game? What was the game of the decade?" It's going to probably it's probably going to be like World of Warcraft or something like that. But like. I, I can't imagine anyone genuinely got that much enjoyment out of something like World of Warcraft, which is just whatever. But yeah, a personal pick. Like easily, it's Dark Souls for me. There's, there's been no game like that this whole generation. I don't have to say World of Warcraft. Was, uh, <laughs> actually, to be honest, that that I got a lot of. I don't. I don't even know if I enjoyed it. I used to play it a lot. I played it um, through their uh, first three expansions. I think Burning. Crusade, uh, Wrath of the Lich King, and Cataclysm. Um, I, w- I was never like, I don't know, I didn't do much raiding, I didn't do much PvP, but it was just kind of something that I would just have there and I would play when I didn't have anything else to do, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I guess I'm just gonna go level my guy, and maybe I'll do this. It was just kind of something to stop me from being bored. I played it a lot, though. So yeah. how would you that drew the be- line at Kung Fu Pandas, right? Hmm? You oh, drew yeah, the line do. at the Kung Fu Pandas. Oh my yeah. god. I saw yeah. commercials for that and I was like, really? They've got the the mystic pandas from the east? <laughs> like, yeah. could this be more, you know? Uh. Well, yeah. it's Blizzard, you know? They've also done a pretty shitty thing recently. I, I forgot. Oh, yeah, it's called Diablo 3, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, if, yeah, if, if, you know, I shouldn't have been surprised by the, you know, the, like, Pandas from the Orient after like the Witch Doctor in Diablo Three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just shocked me. For the, for the next Diablo Three expansion, it's got uh, Kung Fu Pandas as well. <laughs> I can only hope it's it's going to be marvelous. <laughs> Griff, did you play enough games generation to pick one to even have one? Yeah. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus, man, that's <laughs> my number one art game. Like better than any movie. Or other game, uh, no, not really, but, uh, it's a good game, but, uh, I think I'm probably, I'm, I'm sort of leaning with Az here on Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. I was hoping he would take Infinite Space and then I could, you know, go with Mass <laughs> Effect without just riding his coattails. 
even though I did, you know, to playing it. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to say, but I kind of take the whole series into account. I mean, the first game is the best, but, I mean, I was thinking about Mass Effect 3 the other day and just, like, I, you know, I still enjoyed even, like, the cheesy stuff. Even, like, the, the stupid bad guy with the visor on his face that you fight in the... <laughs> The elusive man's, you know, it's like, it's like, this is like, it's a good, you know, like, Return of the Jedi-esque finale, you know, yeah. was Mass Effect 3. Even, even you know, I, I'll be honest, even Mass Effect 2, uh, I, I think he's a pretty good game, you know, when all said and done, yeah, sure, it wasn't as good as it could have been and all that, and it doesn't really advance the story much, but... You know, it was a fun ride, and uh, you know, thinking about uh, thinking back about the time I replayed it to do all the DLCs, you know, I really enjoyed myself. So, I think yeah, the, the trilogy itself is is still pretty good. I mean, for what they attempted, you know, no other series has attempted something like that before, and uh, I'm not sure another one will attempt it in the future. So, I think it's pretty significant. Also, just to clarify, like this is Final Fantasy VII's too old to count for this generation, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was re-released on PSN. You can uh, oh, there we go. That. Oh, yeah. is it also on Vita? Uh, yeah, downloadable on Vita. There we yeah, go. I, that... I was gonna ask what the cutoff is because <laughs> it's uh... like 2005 to now. Oh, good, good, good. Because I was gonna say The Witcher was was my favorite. Just because okay. I felt like it, it, it wasn't really. I don't know if it was a huge game because I played it a couple of years after it came out. But uh, after um, Dragon Age Origins came out, which was a huge disappointment for me, you know. Despite I played it through and enjoyed it and put in my hundred hours, the obligatory hundred hours. But um, <laughs> The Witcher really impressed me because I felt like it was the game that Dragon Age wanted to be, and it had a lot of elements that kind of reminded me of Berserk. Mm-hmm. Without, you know, being gratuitous like a certain movie. And, uh, yeah, I just enjoyed it. And I thought that the mini games weren't difficult and you didn't have to. Uh, as much as I enjoyed Mass Effect, there was a lot of driving around that I could have done without. So. <laughs> How dare you? Did you play, uh, <laughs> sorry. Have you played The Witcher 2 yet or just The Witcher? I'm, I'm stuck right now. Actually, okay. Gobbs was kind enough to buy that for me last year and I'm still trying to get through it. And it's tough. Yeah. Normal mode is not easy. Yeah. I, I, I don't play your games and you don't even finish them. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> but, yeah, I I wish I could say more, but I feel like I, I always play games a couple of years after they come out, so I'm a little Didn't bit late. Have, like, uh, don't, don't feel bad. I'm playing Darksiders right now, so really don't feel bad about that. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Didn't Half-Life 2 win the, like, wasn't it bestowed with this award by some outfit? VGA. I'm not sure. Yeah? VGA gave it, I think it was Game of Decade, I can't remember what it was called. But they also, but... like, Telltale Games won, like, the best games, which is like, are those games? Like, okay. Yeah, that, that was a little ridiculous. I, I've played those, the Walking Dead games. They're, there's not, they're not Game of the Year material. I mean, it's a good story. Yeah, sure, great. They're not... like some. There's something of the year material, just not game. Yeah, <laughs> choose game. your own adventure story. Yeah, it's year. it's totally choose your own adventure material. It's it's Which, nothing. It's, it's also part of what I like about Mass Effect, and that it's sort of like it really is the closest I felt to like you know the dream of like interactive movie, mm-hmm. where it is fully a game, but it, like as far as like cinematic presentation goes, like you'll you'll feel like you're watching a movie. Yeah, or that you're in a movie. Yeah. That's I all like I had... that you had complete control over the outcome in in game three. <laughs> like your your man. decisions I don't, I don't, really made a difference. Oh I wait, Grail, Grail hasn't Grail hasn't beaten 
Mass Effect 3 yet. I haven't played it yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I'm should so feel bad. I remember the part yeah. when um, you should that that guy actually, did that thing. You're actually in a pretty good position having not played ME3 yet because the the one of the DLC that just recently well, actually came out like two or three months ago, a Leviathan apparently adds quite a bit to the lore that makes the ending a lot more cohesive and okay. better. So you're you're sure. better off. Yeah, you know, you're going to get to play the finished version of the game, whereas we had to play it when it was half done. Yeah, <laughs> still, yeah, still you know. They're still working on it. Yeah, they I had, totally planned it out that way. <laughs> yeah, they changed the ending. Com- well, they didn't completely change it, obviously, but they expounded on it and changed details all over the yeah. place of the ending. So right. We should have been wearing hard hats when we played it because it was still <laughs> under construction. <so. laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to trying it out, though, because... It was the second one was really fun. Though I did, it did inflame my carpal t- tunnel syndrome because of all the scanning on those planets oh, yeah. really hurt my arm. But you know, I, I didn't do any scanning, and it really hurt my team at the end. I'll just tell you, yeah. that. <laughs> it's rough. And my I Mass Effect three experience, everything. probing Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I had planned for the show. Um, but uh, I will happily talk about Dark Souls 2 with anybody that wants to talk about it. <laughs> All right, man, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, sir. Uh, are you serious? Are you opening that, to die. Are you opening that door? <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, standing on the threshold, you know. <laughs> do you dare to peer, you know, inside the darkness? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually still optimistic I about it. I Griffith and Charlotte aren't having sex in there when I peer in. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, you guys should all, you know, buy Infinite Space and play it. So, yeah, <clears throat> now that's said and done, uh, yeah, sure, Dark Souls 2, well, you know, I think it's still going to be good, but the fact that, you know, got the director, you know, out, yeah, I guess it might be cause to worry a little bit. Some of the, um, I, I, I agree, but to me, canning the director... You, you know how I feel about the way the story is presented in Dark Souls. Yes. I mean, I, I guess no, I haven't stated it before, but like... So I guess you are happy about it. I mean... I'm yeah. not happy about it, because I, I know that guy brought a lot to the table as yeah. far as... Like, it's basically... Because... It's his story. It's his game. It's his game world. You know, he envisioned yeah. all that stuff, and yeah. everyone else on the team brought it to life. So sure, without having well, him at the head. So that being said, he's just a director. Like, you know, it, it doesn't mean he created everything, the story, everything. There might be other team members sure. who brought in a lot. The way, so, yeah. the way it's presented, and, and I've, I've watched a couple, like, behind-the-scenes clips and documentaries about the making of it, and it's always said that Miyazaki, like, he had been envisioned the story since he was a child, and he yeah. basically created all the all the, the basic lore elements that the team then brought to life is the, is the basic argument for it. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, my, my stance on it is this. A lot of people like the fact that you have to piece the story together through artifacts in the game and uh, just bits and pieces of the environment and talking to people. It doesn't give you a cohesive timeline or, or chronology or, or even a direction as far as what's happening in the game world. You have yeah. to put it all together yourself, and it takes time. It takes multiple playthroughs if you're doing it legitimately. But in the end, what really happens to most people – I'm not saying Azil had this experience, but – most people probably just read it online. I'd say a, a solid 70 to 80% of people that played Dark Souls probably just said, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I'm just going to read it online. And, and that, that, that's <laughs> the case. I, I consider that broken design. Like, I don't You're care how... You're extrapolating based on your personal experience. No, I'm extrapolating based on what I've read, <laughs> on, read online. I've read yeah, so I know. many... I'm just, you know, I'm sure. just putting 
Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe. But, you know, I don't really give a shit about other people. So, yeah. This sounds awesome. I can't wait to play this. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, I don't blame people for reading it online because you've got to, I mean, I'm still working on my timing in this game. I just get killed all the time, so I can understand you know, that. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is it's coherent, you know, with the gameplay. Like, you know, the game doesn't tell you where you should go and what you should do. And in the same matter, it doesn't tell you why you should go there and why you are there and, you know, why, you know, so-and-so is doing you know, such and such. Sounds so. bewildering. It's just like real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm not doing the best way of explaining it, but like, what's there is, is very cool. Once, once you begin to piece things together yourself and, and based on whatever you've read online, uh, it's, uh, it is uh, a really... It's, I think it's really great. I mean, and obviously, it's my fucking game of the generation. Yeah, so of course, but... I was starting to doubt, you know, your motivation oh. for game of the year. You know, game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, overall, I, I'm I'm frustrated by the way the story is presented, but what's there is is fantastic. Well, it's true. The story of Mass Effect One is more, you know, it's, it's better. It's presented in a much better way. So I guess, yeah, now that you say it like that. Yeah, maybe Mass Effect 1 is a superior game, I guess. I mean, if you're so... Uh... But as you already said that, that's <laughs> <laughs> your choice. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, well, I don't know. You know I disagree with you about that, but I can see your point, yeah. It doesn't... Uh, it's not very... I don't know who to say, but there's it's... no real narrative effort from the directors. Like, right. you, have to, you have to make the narrative yourself. You yeah. know, other than that, it's pretty much just laid out there, and you just make of it what you want. So, yeah, I, I totally know. I mean, all king aside, I, I know what you mean. Well, so, it sounds kind of romantic to me, because it sounds like the antithesis of sort of what, like, Nintendo and Zelda games have become with the, you know... Yeah, you, pretty you, Here's how you use this, and here's right. how you do that, you know, even after they've already told you, and go here and do that. But is this, like, too far you yeah, I, I think it's the it's the extreme opposite end of that. Where yeah. like a good example of a game that does that right, in my opinion, is Super Metroid, where it doesn't. I mean, it gives you an initial setting, and then you you can kind of piece things together yourself. But there's no overall text delivered to you in the game. You kind of pick it up uh, implicitly in what you're doing in the game, things like that. Like Metroid Fusion, or wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Dark Souls Two is going to be. <laughs> but uh, in Dark Souls, you don't even get the implicit communication like you have to piece together the fact that this one golem dropped a pendant in this particular area and you should read that item right then or else the context for that drop is not going to make any sense unless you so, pick a- you know graves that's why you would like it because much like me you're the kind of guy who reads you know item descriptions yeah, yeah. i don't <laughs> yeah. I, I, here's how i did that in that game i basically once I realized I was supposed to be reading those things, I went back and read them all in like one big chunk, which was, by the way, really fun to do. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I read all the books in Baldur's Gate, so yeah. Oh God. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am not like you, as I'm sorry. <laughs> so like in Skyrim, did you read all the books you found in Skyrim? Oh, oh man, that's the best part. Um, I, I'm still, you know, lost in a cave in Skyrim. You know, not having even started the main quest. <laughs> But anyway, with Dark Souls 2, they, they got rid of the director. They're making a lot of changes. They're, um, but the, a lot of the, pe- the people on the forums are only focusing on the changes elements. They're also adding quite a bit more. They said they're expanding the world. They're adding like an ocean to it. They're adding oh, wow. uh, vehicles or mounts to the game. You can probably it says that you can. It's a picture of a chariot in the game. So I'm guessing there's like they're going to change the way you traverse through levels and things like that. 
Oh. I did read a few books in Skyrim, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Quite a few. <laughs> oh, well. It's education reading. Good stuff. Might be something useful in there. Just like the scavages. Might be useful sometime. Better, you know, just take them all. <laughs> Except for your weight limit. <laughs> yeah, well. I'll just that's... go back and forth. Every cave, every cave. Never leave a shovel behind. That's that's actually where where I got kind of caught up in Skyrim and never ended up finishing it because I just had to get all the stuff and sell it and come back and get all the stuff. <laughs> it's really bad if you have a hoarding problem. Yeah, pretty much the same here. Yeah. Oh yeah, my my house in Skyrim and uh, was basically full of like cheese wheels and shit. Like, it's just, <laughs> just a big fucking mess. Like you walk I know. Up, it's like Poor I used to have. Lydia. I used to have everything in containers. Then I was like, fuck it. I just walk in and drop all on the leave. I'll try to kind of arrange some of the jewels nicely. Like I would get some jewels and be like, I'm going to make a nice little bouquet here. And they just kind of float, fly all over the place every time you come in. Yeah. Like if you walk into the building, shit just goes flying everywhere. And Lydia's just standing there like, what the hell is wrong with your life? I jam it all into the uh, our little chest that we have there. And yeah. <laughs> the infinite chest. Yeah, chest of holding. My favorite moment in Skyrim was a complete accident, and it was as I was like you know going into my house to drop another ten stone of dragon bones or whatever. Mm. Uh, a random dragon attack happened in my town, and I, I killed the dragon, and it, it fell on top of my house like a skeleton. <laughs> the skeleton nice. fell apart. Best on top ornament of the house. ever. Yeah, I was like perfect. Leave it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like this time of year, you just covered it in um, Christmas lights. It'll be really nice. The problem is that whenever you, whenever I loaded the save game again, it it spawned the dragon bones from the air, and right, right, up at the house, and it, like every time you load the game now, it just like bounces across the house. It's, just... it's really creepy looking. Like the same thing happened to me outside of White Run, and every time I show up, like there's this bouncing dragon skeleton, yeah. and I'm thinking that it might be alive, but I get really nervous. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's a fun game. It's got its flaws, but I think that they finally figured out what the hell was wrong with Oblivion and fixed it. Goofy sort of. faces. No more fat baby faces. Yeah. Oof. That was a pretty yeah. good. I try not to think about it. Have we, has anybody communicated in the, in the thread for Dark Souls the fact that there's a lot of similarities to Berserk? I don't think we've really underscored that for people that haven't played the game. Well, I think I, uh, I posted about it. Did you? Hmm. Yeah, I think so, but uh, quite a while ago, you know. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've said so in the thread that anybody who's into Berserk should give Dark Souls a chance. Like, I'm not saying that just being coy. Like, there's there's quite a bit there to dive into if you're a fan of Berserk. I, I can't imagine anybody would not like it if you are a fan of Berserk. Well, if you have anxiety problems, then it might be difficult just because you die so much. <laughs> well, I, I didn't die that much, actually. Yeah, I, I think the challenge in the game is really overstated. Like, yeah, you'll die, but it's not like a huge punishment for death. Like, anybody can go back and get what they lost pretty. That's true. And even That's if, true. You do get a second chance, but even if, you, even if you lose that, it's not like the end of the world. Like everything in the game, you can you can attain again. Like the the most I lost was nineteen humanity, which admittedly is a lot. You can farm rats for thirty minutes and get that if you really really want. You know, but yeah. It's frustrating, though, when you're trying to get through a big area. Like, I was trying to get through the Undead Berg the other day, and I was just not on my A game for some reason. And sure. 
the, they come out and jump at you, and that's what really bugs me. But. Yeah, you cross that bridge, you gotta dodge the firebomb, then those three yeah. skeletons attack you at once. Yeah, yeah. You, you really gotta have a strategy ready, because, like, that you have was... to run across the bridge and then run back and dodge a lot, and it's... Those guys got me multiple times in New Game Plus, which is what's interesting about this game is, even if you've already beaten, even if you already have, like, great equipment, even the basic guys can kill you if they attack you in numbers and you're not prepared. Like, right. it, even stupid guys can kill you if you're not being careful, so. Yeah, and if you go through the wrong door for the boss fight, then you're big yeah. time screwed. Like, for the Minotaur, uh, that's what I'm working on right now, and I accidentally went through, I didn't go up to the top of the tower first. I was like, oh, well, I'm just gonna go through the fog here. And I couldn't get back through the door. I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna keep on walking and see what happens, and that was the end of me for that playthrough. So, <laughs> so that, that was the first. I think that's your first big boss in the game. Is the is the the, the bull demon or minotaur demon? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that was my first really big sense of accomplishment in the game too. I think I'd actually I didn't use the tower the first time. I just used the resin on my sword, mm-hmm. and then I I think I killed him like five hits or six hits or something like that. Yeah. Well, well you aim. You're pretty powerful. It seems to me anyway. But then that dragon gets you. Gets everybody. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that personally. Once I saw him, you know, flying by in that little foreshadowy yeah. moment, I'm just like, I'm not gonna do well. But you don't. You can. You can evade that guy. You don't have to take him head on at all. Oh, so like like that asylum demon, you can kind of avoid him and come back later. Uh, yeah, yeah. That would be nice. I do like that aspect of the game where <laughs> if you go through a door, then you can kind of get get through it. Asylum demon. I think you do have to kill. It's the stray demon. That's is his. Is, he's a little much tougher. He's in the same area. Oh, is he? I don't remember. If you return to the asylum, there's another demon, and it's much tougher. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just a big fan of you know dropping off from from above and taking care of him that way. Yeah, so. you can do that with <laughs> with the turret or the bull as well. So yeah. yeah, that's what I'm planning on. I just got it wrong the first time around because I didn't know what to expect. But that's Dark Souls. Don't know what's going to happen, then yeah. you die. Yeah, I mean, like, the way I would recommend anybody playing that is if you run into any trouble at all, just, like, seriously, post in the thread. I'm a huge fan of that game. I love talking about it. I, I will answer that question, you know, within easily, like, within 12 hours. I will take you up on that <laughs> eventually. Yeah, but I would, what I would not recommend doing is checking a wiki because you'll be presented with information that won't make any sense to you and it'll be frustrating and painful because that's my experience. Right. So. Right. Sherlock, yes. Does anybody else have anything? Anybody seen anything cool? Anything? Nope. Yeah, me either. (laughs) In the time that I had to play games, I've been replaying Dark Souls again. I'm going through the DLC. So that's all I've been doing in games. I need to to play the DLC, but soon and soon. I'm playing, uh, I'm, you know, I think about halfway through uh, Darksiders so far. It's pretty nice. Did you get any demons burping in your face yet? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I killed uh, two of the chosen ones. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, I saw the the guys that burp at you. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. Yeah, that that was where I lost, began to lose interest in the game. <laughs> well, you know, you know, let me stop you right there. Aren't you been playing Left 4 Dead? And you know, you know, isn't there like a zombies that just burps at you in the game? Like, <laughs> Left 4 Dead is not super serious. Uh, the way Darksiders presented is is super serious demons and angels well, uh, ringing your face. Yeah, well, I was just saying, you know, I... I, I uh, the same way Diablo 3 is super serious. 
Yeah. yeah. Pretty much, but the thing is, honestly, uh, I think it's only the voice actor for the main characters that's a bit, you know, overdoing it. I think the other guys are not that bad, but he's pretty bad. And actually, uh, I have uh, an anecdote for Gobs. Uh, there's a guy voicing Vergrim in um, Darksiders. It's the same voice actor that's doing the Ice King in Adventure Time. Oh, how cool. So it's Spongebob? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea, but uh, he's the I'm same kidding. guy. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I just... Have you gotten that game yet? Uh, Ice King, Why'd You Steal Our Garbage? I think it's not out yet. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, maybe, maybe, not, maybe not out in PAL yet, but it's out in the US. Oh, yeah, is it so? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to check right now. Yeah, it is. I've seen, I've seen reviews of it. Uh, what are the reviews good? Uh, mixed. I think, oh. it's, I think it's way forward, man. I think they, they stretch themselves too thin a lot of times. Like yeah. They have good assets, but they don't really know how to put together a, a decent, like, really long, deep game, in my opinion. So tackling an RPG is a little too much for them. Side-scrolling well, platforming in general, they can nail, but... You know, Risky's Revenge was pretty good, though. That's a side-scrolling platformer. I'm yeah. saying they can't really do an RPG, is what I would say. Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Griff, what have you been playing, man? Oh, God. Why do you why do you shame me? Diablo <laughs> three. Diablo three. Okay, it's Diablo three. That's what I've been playing. <laughs> what have, let me okay, let me rephrase. What have you been playing that's fun? Uh, nothing. <laughs> but uh, no, let's see. I'm trying to think of other things I've been playing. Like God, I mean, I'll throw in my 3ds every once in a while now, like just to make sure it still works and all like I'm playing like Tetris on there like Game Boy Tetris yeah I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you man I'm looking at my 3DS now I'm kind of like shaking my head like what have you done what have you done for me recently what did you do for me like, like nothing yeah. it's so, been a, it's been a while since I played a game that I really really enjoyed well, on you said that uh, the new Paper Mario was really disappointing and that was like that's all that's all they had for me really so yeah I would not bother with that yeah so I'm not, yeah, I'm not gonna drop forty bucks on, you no. know, something like that. I've, I've dropped too much money on that thing. Yeah. You know, the game is not out in Europe, and I'm not sure it's, you know, they plan to release it. Fuck. Fuck. Jeez, oh, you can import it though, can you? Yeah. Be- no, no, not on the 3DS, uh, because uh, you know it's it's <clears throat> it's region locked. Yeah. Fuck. Right. Fuck, fuck you. Fuck you, Americans. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't way forward? Fuck you too. Isn't yeah. <laughs> Is the way forward a French company? No, 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 they are. No, no, they are American. I thought they were, huh? No, it's a game loft. That's a French company. You know, well, the guys I'm, doing yeah. all the ripoffs. <laughs> of course, but it's under, <laughs> Ubisoft is also a French company, right? Yeah, Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah. So, these are not too bad, but yeah, game loft. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh well. <laughs> I guess it's gonna I'll do. I'll play it. I'll I play guess... it for you. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for me, man. Fuck this shit. Oh, yeah. Wow. I guess it's going to do it for the show. Thanks for enduring pain with us. Ending on a high note, you know. (laughs) Well, I've run run out of things to say. Yeah. That's the end. Yeah, I kind of blew my load on the movie. Like... (laughs) God, yeah, yeah. much like like Griffiths on Charlotte, you know. Yeah, well, we went there. All right, guys, well, uh, we'll be uh, back in a couple weeks, I guess. Oh, yeah, Um, Berserk episode confirmed for 1228. 
So we should probably learn a little bit more about that maybe by Christmas, maybe the day after Christmas. We'll have some details about what's going to include. That should probably be on the show. <laughs> it's on the show. We're on it now. Okay, yeah, okay. So it's re- added in. No, we're still recording and everything. Oh, cool. But um, I, I, I have to imagine it's probably going to be more in Falconia. That would only make sense. We're not wrapped up there yet. We're still mid-battle with the uh, cockatrice, so. Yeah, we might not even get to. Well, we might just still be in that forest and not even get to Falconia by the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally possible. Yeah, likely even. I would say. I don't know if it's likely, but yeah, possible. So it might be you know a cut to you know them traveling and getting there by the yeah, end. Could be. Yeah, I mean maybe it'll end with them getting there. Basically, that could be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. I won't drag us out any further, but thanks for joining us, everybody. Sure thing. Thanks for having us. See you around. Any and every time. (laughs) (laughs) We will be back in a bit. I've been looking at rings for a while, just kind of glancing over them. I, I found one I really liked, and I was like, well, might be a little too soon. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> I kept thinking about it more and more. I'm like, well, why not? So I uh, I went and I uh, I called her dad up, and I, I said to him, hey, you know, I, I, I want to get her a ring, and so on and so forth. And he said... Okay, go for it. And I'm like, really, really, all right. So, did you, did I, you know what you were asking? Was he like, "We'll just give her"? A oh call. no, no, yeah, yeah. Call yeah. her up on the phone. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thought he was getting onion rings, you know, for dinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so literally, right after I got off the phone with him, I went and I, I picked the ring up, and uh, my original idea was to give it to her on christmas or christmas eve or something like that but uh i was so like ridden with like like oh i wanted to do it now i was like just excited you know and uh so i i decided the next day uh i was like oh wow it's gonna be 12 12 12 that's so cool so uh, um I, i i decided i was gonna do it the next day which was um which was what was it thursday Shit. Wednesday. 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 You better remember so, this man. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, I kind of, um, I kind of uh, made a little bit of an ass of myself. I, I was thinking of all the ways I could propose. All the like, I could do something really funny, and she would get a big laugh or whatever. But <laughs> in the in the end, I, I. I I kind of thought to myself, well, she's going to have to tell this story to other people uh, in the future. And does she really want to tell, you know, tell people like 20 years from now or whatever, oh, John pretend vomited or wet wedding ring in our, in my hand. (laughs) So, so I, I decided I decided I'm just going to do it, like, for real. I'm just going to, you know, get down on one knee and 
and declare my love for her and you know ask her will you marry me that that kind of thing just but i i couldn't figure out like what the right time was we both got out of work and um uh i was first i was going to do it right on her outside her door and uh as we were about to to leave to get something to eat and then her parents actually said no no wait till after she's had something to eat she'll probably be in a better mood yeah. <laughs> so so i'm like oh, all right and then i i was you know i had everything planned out i i had everything i wanted to say all uh kind of sort of memorized but i didn't know when to do it so we got out of a restaurant and i was like well okay well, where should i do it uh so so it was nighttime and we were walking back to my car and uh you know there's this nearby there was like this house with some neat looking christmas lights that she i remembered a couple minutes ago before we went to the restaurant she said oh these are really cool christmas lights i'm like yeah so i'm like oh okay i guess we'll do it right here so i was like kind of stammering and i was like uh I love you very much. And, <laughs> and I it's it's like I, I was kind of she was giving me this look like why are you talking like this all of a sudden? <laughs> I was like, uh, you know, we've been together for a while. Uh, <laughs> and then I I just kind of like I had the ring that was probably really sweaty at that point from being like firmly grasped in my dumb sweaty palm for an hour so I I just I quickly just stumbled onto one knee I was like will you marry me and I, I hangered, handed her the, the ring and she was like what <laughs> and like she was surprised and, and confused and what a nice moment. <laughs> yeah. Be romantic. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess you were right. That would really sound better when she tells it to your grandchildren, you know? <laughs> right, right. Or they hear her here. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I, I said all the right stuff, so... <laughs> Well, I yeah, know. I would say I think you're kind of hard on yourself here, Gobs, because it, it actually was a lot nicer than I think you made it out to be. Because I could see there was a, a real sincerity in your face and when you said, oh, I, I love you so much and I want to get married. Here's a ring. But the only problem was I couldn't see the ring. So yeah. uh, it was a little dark. But when I got home, I looked at it and it was really nice. So it was great. Yeah. Though you did the, you did leave out the part where you left a lot of the hints that I completely missed throughout the evening. Oh right, yeah, I was so smooth throughout the night. Um, <laughs> I was, I was, I was being like ultra crafty in my 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 uh, talking to her. She said uh, we were trying to figure out where we wanted to eat that night, and and she, I was like, I don't know. You can just pick wherever, and. He's like, well, you decide. I don't want to decide. He's like, oh, you never want to decide. And I said, oh, oh I'll make a big decision later. You decide where you want to eat. I was just <laughs> and being, I like, ultra smooth. And you're like, that is a nice ring to it. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> shit, shit like that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, 
I, I, yeah, I, I probably am being really hard on myself because you know, eh, whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know. Yeah. So Grail, did you have did you have no indication of it? Like walking into it, were you one hundred percent surprised or like? I was in the moment. I was very surprised. Like I, just like Gob said. I hadn't even had time to process what was going on, so I was just like, okay, okay. <laughs> so, you know, obviously I said yes, I was aware enough to say that, but otherwise it was really a very quick, quick moment. I, I didn't, because um, obviously we'd spoken about an engagement possibility before, like weeks before, but it hadn't really been brought up before then, but maybe I should have been suspecting it because Christmas is like a big time for that sort of thing, but uh, yeah, it was it was very surprising, and uh, I'm still kind of, you know, getting used to the idea of calling him fiancé versus boyfriend, <laughs> and um, the funny thing is that after we, you know, put the ring on and stuff like that, I thought, well, well, what? not much is going to change, I think, but uh, people started freaking the hell out once, you know, it was official on Facebook and stuff. And there's a little bit of drama, actually, over who got the news first. And I thought that was just stupid because it's like, who cares? But yeah, I've been I've been there before. I think yeah, that's completely I, stupid. Yeah, I didn't realize people people were would get like butt hurt because you didn't call them the very evening that you got engaged. Like the ring is just on the finger, and you're giving them a call. Hey, I just got engaged. But uh, yeah, like here's how I, the way I handled that was. Here, let me leave you. If you, you want to call, let me leave you a message. Go to hell. Yeah, like you yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like ten o'clock like, at night. What the hell do you want me to do? But. Yeah, what were you saying? Walter? I was gonna say like whenever if you didn't call from me or, or a message or anything, it's like yes, yeah, because you weren't really important. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's why they're upset. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> but it's just really a timing issue because the engagement officially happened after dinner. People were going to bed. It was pretty dark and stuff. So I'm not gonna be running around calling people because it's, you know. Also, it's an intimate thing. You guys want to, you know, just have the moment together for the night. You know, I wouldn't. That would be. That's like intrusive. Like these other people. Yes, that's, 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 people. That's, the, that's the age we're in, though. I, mean, I, I remember after proposing to my wife, like the first things we said when we got back in the car was like, "Oh, how are we supposed to break it to people? Like, what's the what's the ma- method of attack? Like, oh, who gives a shit? You know, it's our it's our decision. It's our life. Yeah, we'll exactly. Find out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I agree. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Because I thought, oh, in the in the spur of the moment, we're like, okay, let's just put it on Facebook and see what happens. And obviously, you know, we get a lot of responses, and then some people who just happened to not be on Facebook that night got mad. Yeah. They were like, oh, you, I really wish you would have called me or let me know or something. Because then, at that point, you essentially grouped those people in with everybody else on Facebook. That's the mentality, yeah. right? Right. So I think you people would find like... out around the same time. Like, I really wish you weren't so needy, like, <laughs> yeah, that would make my life easier. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of the beginning of that sort of thing, I guess, because once, once we get settled in and stuff and get our finances in order, I guess we'll start dealing with the wedding, and that's going to be, you know, who knows. Do you guys have a date? No, okay. we, we haven't even started planning, but uh, once, once we get stuff settled, I think, once we get all of our ducks in a row... Then we'll start planning because it's a big de- big deal, I guess. So we want to make sure we do it right. Our uh, wedding was actually really relatively inexpensive because we had it at her parents' place, and so you didn't have the venue expense and the catering. Yeah. 
done by a friend. Like right. all these things were like tied in. So I think we we didn't end up spending much money at all for the actual wedding. So it can be done cheaply. Is all I'm trying to say. Like there are ways to use your existing connections and your friends, and everyone usually wants to help out for a big event like that. Yeah, yeah I'm done with that. That's great. I, I honestly am not one of those people who wants a big ass wedding and with all the stuff in it. So I'm, I'm done with that. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Start, that's start, it. start thinking about honeymoon stuff because honeymoon was is also a potential awesome time for you guys. Don't oh, think yeah. of it just as like a, another vacation. It's just like you know. You'll always. I, mean, it's, I never thought it'd be true, but it's totally true. Like you're, you're gonna like think about those that time together a lot. Yeah, we've already been getting suggestions for stuff. Like somebody suggests we go to Japan, and neither of us have been to Japan, so that should that would be an interesting possibility. Cool. Yeah. I would recommend go somewhere where you can spend some time alone, and not just for the obvious stuff, but like just to get to know each other better and stuff. You know, don't don't just go somewhere like I don't know. Like Japan to me, it's like it, it might be a little crowded. You might. Have difficulty finding um, quiet alone time. Maybe. Oh, that's true. That's my only thought about that. that. But yeah, Japan would be right as well because you could go to Mira's house, obviously. Yeah, we'll just yeah. camp out there and say, yeah, "Hey, we just got married." Yeah. <laughs> good, if, Let me tell you something, Mister Mira. <laughs> we met on the number one berserk website. <laughs> no, not only that. Look at my tattoo of guts on my arm. <laughs> We are pretty big fans. I hope we're not disturbing you. <laughs> He's in his bathroom. <laughs> yeah. If you do visit him, though, I'm going to have some more questions to probably come up with. So, hand delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Just, we'll print it out. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that, guys, and congratulations. Oh, well, thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations. Thank yeah. You, thank you. <laughs> so, Griff, when are you get married, huh? Huh? Oh god, uh no yeah, I don't wanna I can't really talk about it like <laughs> spoiler alerts. <laughs> <laughs> but needless to say, some of the things that Gobbs, you know, was talking about going through, like I am uh going through similar processes. I see. I remember um like I I was not nervous at all upon asking oh sorry, uh, up until I actually asked her, but total, totally nervous at the moment where it was basically like everything led up to the actual question. And then I realized upon right before asking it, I have no idea how I'm going to phrase the question. I was like, shit, I probably should plan this better, but I planned the entire evening leading up to that moment. And then I figured I'd wing it like, you know, at the spot and, and no, like the words completely failed me upon the spot. But I mean, I, I cleaned it up. I made it work. It took me like a five second recovery time. But there was a total moment of panic that I've never experienced anything like that in my life. Because I normally just don't get nervous. It doesn't. Things like that don't affect me. Like I was not nervous at all at my wedding. Like at all, it was totally cool. But mm-hmm. right before asking the question, it was a total moment where I was I was panicking. Shit! I want to make this like a, a special moment. I don't want to fall on my face. You can't fuck that up. There's no redo. Yeah. There's no quick save for that. You know, fucking a, nail it. So. Plus, you don't want to be the guy at, like, those sporting events where they propose on the big screen, and she's like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then, oh, it's going to be awkward finding a ride home. <laughs> yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah. You don't need it. Vigously <laughs> <laughs> like, silent, like, this whole time. We were congratulating them. He's just over there shaking his head, like... Take it, take it from a guy who's been married long. Yeah, it's as easy as it looks. 
<laughs> wow. I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. I didn't have any of your problems. I didn't invite anybody to my wedding. Didn't even tell them I was getting married. And you know, well, I guess no. I don't have any friends anymore. <laughs> well, come, I've already uh, taken care of that. So. <laughs> how come uh, your wife never comes on the podcast? Uh, yeah, I forbid her too. Yeah, she's got. Oh, I stuff. understand. Yeah, <laughs> she's very. Yeah, she's out there, you know, making my dinner right now. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, why not? Why not? I mean, she, she could always uh, come up. Why not? Yeah, I have nothing else to say. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you were asking my my, my wife. Like, she wouldn't say, like... <laughs> she wouldn't say anything favorable, you know? For probably, yeah. yeah. It'd be pretty fun. Hopefully, for comedic effect, maybe one day. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. I'm wrapping it up. But thanks for joining me, as always. Yeah, I'll see you. Okay. Good times. All right. Talk to you guys later.